1: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by Draft News. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we got ourselves a little preview, a little Giants-Panthers preview. We got an interview coming on later. A longer, more, like a longer interview than we usually do. So you'll get some good information out of that. And then Danny King will join us for our fantasy draft, Giant Factors, Spread Picks, and Giants-Panthers predictions. Justin, how are you feeling um, going into week, week seven now at one and five?
2: in honor of the giants being bad and us playing the panthers this week and i decided to put an animal on my lap this we're week we're going to sacrifice this dog i am going to put no <laughs> i'm going to put the dog down i'm going to put it on the ground if anything that's it and he doesn't know what i'm saying about him and now he's kissing my nose hi bobby skinner um nice to see you nice to see you hope you're well i hope the youtube crowd is Getting uh, enjoyment out of seeing that there's a dog on my lap. If you ever thought my skin was white, well, my dog's white. So you can really see how there's a difference there. I'm excited that there's two home games in a row. There hasn't been two consecutive Giants home games in a row since 2019. Since we had the Washington football team and the Minnesota Vikings the next week. When the Giants were 2-2 two and two and then 2-3. and three. So excited to go back to MetLife. But rather than that, I almost have zero emotional investment in whether this team wins, wins or loses. As my dog kisses my mouth.
1: That's disgusting. That's a disgusting animal. <laughs> um, speaking of disgusting animals, Timothy Underwood, brother of Frank Underwood, who is dead. And that oh last episode, last series of that show. What was the name of the show? A House of Cards was horrible. Matthew McGuire, Toby McGuire, talking talking TV characters. Jonathan Pantoja, he's uh, a movie character. Any any Jonathan's from? I don't know. Edmund John Johnson. John
2: Locke, John Locke from Lost.
1: Is it Jonathan Locke or John?
2: Nah, it was John. I cheated.
1: Then, then doesn't count. I I trust me. I know tons of the Johns. I don't know a, a ton of. The, I know one Jonathan, and is anyways. It's. I'm not gonna do that. Edmund Johnson. No point of that joke, Bobby. Edmund Johnson. Um, Johnson and Johnson and Johnson and Johnson and Johnson. Simon Zerfowski. Don't know anyone named like that. Eamon Coleman. And uh, and man, he's a, he's an Eamon. He's Iman. Iman. Take it easy, man. And then this name is—I'm gonna say it's Say No to uh, NWO ninety-five, or it could be Say Not on WO ninety-five. Sure. I don't know which one it is. It's not a real name. I'll just say that. A buddy, Mr. so Jonathan Torrens, who is the the actor who plays J Rock. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> Uh, who are these actors you're, you're losing it i'm the one with the dog in my lap but you're losing it today so fun fact after the show's over today um the patreon members are going to have a one-on-one exclusive with my dog there's going to be a QA, and that's something that only patreon members can get if you go to patreon.com slash talking giants two dollars a month bobby will send you some magnets i will send you my dog in the mail as well if you sign up patreon.com slash talking giants thanks for our patrons
1: and Jonathan Pinto is in the chat right now, and he says he's from Wisconsin. Mm, sure, um, it's good cheese. So it's, it's um, and then I think the other person's in there too, and I'm seeing his real name. I'm not gonna dox him. No, don't do that. Um, he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, I was in Minnesota, and I never went to Wisconsin. I, you know, I went to Iowa. If you if you're an Iowa State uh, grad, you know you know about uh, Visha or Visha, I think it is like this huge fest. Anyways, I went to that. All right, Justin. <clears throat> this is a winnable game for the Giants. Now, they shouldn't be favored, but it is winnable. Both teams are banged up with injuries. We'll talk about all of them. But it seems like the Giants are just a worse team than the Panthers does it seem. They are a worse team than the Panthers and they're more injured, so obviously they're not going to be favored. But this this is a winnable game. You know, their the offense hasn't been playing well now. Our defense hasn't been playing well. Um, now what where we are totally outmatched is their defense versus our offense and that's why they should have the clear they should be the clear favorites in this game. Justin, then injury-wise, like the Giants here, with they're without holiday, Tony Saquon, Evan Ingram just popped up on the did not practice list. So I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he doesn't, Joy. he doesn't sway me uh, a ton. Shep was limited, Slayton is limited, but I do expect both those guys to play. But you know they're missing Shaq Thompson, and you'll hear in the interview like Shaq Thompson was balling before he got hurt, and he's not officially out, but it looks like he's he's gonna be he's gonna be out. But Justin, the real. The real battle on the Giants' offense versus the Panthers' defense is Matt Parrish starting at left tackle, Nate Soldier starting at right tackle, and they have Hassan Reddick, who has six and a half sacks this year, Brian Burns, who has three sacks, and oh, by the way, they blitzed the second most in the NFL at 34%.
2: What do you think Jason Garrett's going to try and come out and do, have a similar type of attack to Tampa last year, where it was a little bit more downfield, but also prioritizing getting the ball out of the hands quick, or you know what what's what's the approach for this giants offense in your opinion i mean you essentially have the same personnel because andrew thomas was
1: andrew Th- the bucks game last year was a game andrew thomas got good you know yeah. a, a versus jpp that's where you saw him really a, adjust his inside foot um so maybe but they're not they when they blitz it's not like the bucks blitz the most in the nfl the bucks do a lot of cover 0 blitzes um where the panthers it's a lot you know they're disguising looks they're bringing the safety down type thing so the not every blitz is equal um, but what i think is going to be done a lot is max protect the giants and they've done it a lot this year anyways but with those two guys, with those two p- uh, players playing tackle and pair and Solder and what they have up front even if even if they weren't a team that blitzed a ton you would have to max protect because you have to block those guys on the edge you have to get those guys blocked up on the edge or this offense won't be able to work at all probably won't work at all regardless but, um, like it's going to be a lot of two and three man routes, and you know, in fact, the Panthers have had have given up some big plays like that in the past few weeks because of those type of plays.
2: Yeah, you know, this team overall, you know, they're on a three game losing streak. I know they started off hot, three and zero. Um, you know, and everybody was kind of ready to to crown them. <laughs> to to crown them as you know kings and maybe as a possible sneaky team. And Darnold's looked really good to start. I think the defense is kind of kept afloat in terms of their okay to solid performances. I know there was a game against Dallas in there, but Dallas has been torching everybody up. Um but Bobby, is there anything else you want to say on the defense before we move to the offense? Because the game this this is a game where we're almost looking at it like it's 2020, where you know the defense is gonna have to step up and have a good game and you know the offense is going to do just enough and that's been the status quo of just this this judge and Garrett kind of era so far.
1: Well I want to ask you this. Sure they're not a good run defense. they have given they give up the fifth most yards per attempt at 4.7 yards per carry. They're middle of the pack yards wise. It just I feel like we're at a point with this Giants run game on offense that it doesn't matter. You know, I, I just don't expect the run game to get rolling no matter what. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe when Saquon gets back, do I expect some big plays out of the run game? Here? Yes, but, but but to be a consistently team that like the run game is an advantage for the Giants, I just I can't – it doesn't matter who we're playing. I'm never going to go into a game viewing our run game as an advantage. And be like, hey, we should – you know, because uh, – and this isn't about the greater pass-first-run debate. Yeah, But no. it's like, you know, if – you know, if they – could if the Giants could run the ball well and you have all these guys out and you have Andrew Thomas out, you could – you would say, like, hey, I think we should, you know, try and be able to run the ball a little more and protect, you know, to protect Daniel Jones and protect the passing game and, and stop us from turnovers – we just can't do get that going so i i don't want them i don't want them to even really attempt to do that to be running on first down and and things like that
2: yeah i mean try it situationally i mean i think that's the approach every game um if there's a game where you would want to try and get it going because you don't want daniel jones throwing as much if daniel jones is going to have a similar game as he had last week against the rams which i certainly hope that's not the case yeah please but Yeah, but if he's going to have a similar game and you feel like the flow of the game is going to be similar in that type of way, then running the ball more and trying to get that going is something that I'm not I'm not going to hate because Devontae Booker, you signed him to be an efficient backup running back that is going to get... Four yards, four and a half yards a pop. You know, he can run it. He can run it into the stacked boxes. I mean, him, him and you know the advanced stats between him and Wayne Gallman were kind of similar last year. So he signed the guy, let him do it. And if the team is kind of decimated and you need to do that. Caden Smith, Kyle Rudolph are here for a reason. If that's the strength of your team, then then go right ahead and do it. But don't force it like like you said, because the Giants have been doing a pretty solid job of passing on early downs and stuff like that. They they need to find something that works. Yeah. You know, with, all, with well, The all Giants
1: these, they're missing their three best run blocking offensive linemen too. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, and Nick Gates. Which and with is all like,
2: these guys that are out, including the wide receivers, the offensive linemen, you know, now now we're at a point where or well, at least we were we were getting yards a couple weeks ago. Well, now we're not even doing that consistently. We just need to find something that works. And if that's through the run game, then then sure, let's 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 do that. So
1: I just don't think it will, and I think you agree with me. It's just, if Andrew Thomas, Shane, Lemieux, and Nick Gates were starting for this team, I would be talking about running the ball more. But we can't get the running game going. Yeah. So there's, you know, you kind you kind of got to uh, – Daniel Jones has to, you know, really like ball. Like he has the ball. If if Daniel Jones can play well this game. You know, and by the way, go check out QB Schools' video, QB Schools' video on Daniel Jones, which I'll be honest, it didn't make me feel good about the Giants, but it really made me feel good about like my ego because I was like, "Wow, we said all the exact same things in our film reviews." Um, it so it, it did get it did stroke my ego a little bit, but it's like, man, it's it's gonna be tough without Andrew Thomas. Like we could deal with wide receiver injuries, I don't know how we're gonna deal with Andrew Thomas out.
2: Yeah, and one of the things too that I feel like that's very significant about this Giants season, um, you know, Giants allowed 28 points in the second quarter but allowed zero points in the first quarter against the Rams, and they've still only allowed three points in the first quarter all year long, but we've had opportunities in the first quarter to take leads. We've had opportunities in the first quarter where we've put together some good drives. If that is going to be a common trend that still exists from this season where defense clamps down in the first quarter, offense is moving the ball, How about we score a touchdown? Let's get seven points. Get 10 points on the board to start the game and see how this team plays and operates with the lead. Because frankly, I I think that's kind of Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge's mindset in terms of how they've created this roster. We want to be a roster that plays with the lead in terms of the investments of the old line, running the ball, right? Controlling time of possession. Get an early lead and let's see what happens. Even if you blow it because the defense stinks in quarters 2-4, two and four, even if you blow it, just give yourself an opportunity to get the lead early. Cause that's how I feel like that's how this team is kind of designed, but it just never happens.
1: I just think Daniel Jones just needs to make it happen. Yeah. I Reggie I Eddie is trying to trigger me in the chat saying that they, they see the, see the Patreon chat. They know, they know that's that phrase. I kind of ruined that phrase by the, by the way, last year, which made me like the, the make it happen phrase. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, as far as our defense versus their offense, this could be a game where the defense looks good. Get, don't expect it because they're ranked 30th. But Darnold has come back down to earth a little bit. He's thrown interceptions. You know, on the year right now, he's seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, not even completing 62%, sixty two percent of sixty one he's completing sixty one point two percent of his passes. The offense is very DJ Moore heavy. Like that's really with Christian McCaffrey out, the offense is is essentially solely it's DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Moore has forty catches, five hundred thirteen yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging eighty-five yards per game. Their next best yards per game is Robbie Anderson with thirty-one yards per game, and then third best is Ian Thomas with twenty yards per game. You know, and that's and that's again that's including the first three games of the year where they were where they were like a, a pretty good offense, nothing great but pretty good. So if they can. If Bradbury, you know, and Bradbury did play all right versus the Rams. If Bradbury can play well versus DJ Moore, his former teammate, by the way. And, you know what? I'll, I'll save some of that talking point for maybe a giant factor. But like this, it's got, you got, it's got to be about shutting down DJ Moore and the fact that Matt Rule said like, hey, we want to get back to our running the ball a ton.
2: Yep. I agree. I agree. And where, where does D, is DJ Moore lines up slot, primarily slot, outside? Where Where's he lining up? Outside. Outside. So again, you know, it's a matter of which corner is going to primarily be covering him. But I feel like it doesn't matter. I feel like we we maybe we ask that every week, but I feel like they're going to alternate, right, between Adoree Jackson and James Bradbury.
1: Yeah, it's you know, a, Bradbury's lining up mostly on the right, Adoree on the left, but they they do switch sides and stuff.
2: Should we expect any different combination at slot corner? Uh, Aaron Robinson is back at practice, but I you know He's don't expect him or Ellerson Smith to be involved at all. So are we gonna? Are we? Should we expect anything different at slot corner this week between Jabril Peppers and everything like that? Do
1: you think it's time to just put Darnay back in this, as the nickel corner? He only got a few reps last Sunday, but he did look good on them. Like I feel like it's we we accepted the fact that they wanted to play a more press man with Roderis, but it's like get. But I would just put Darnay back in. You know? Yeah. You know, like he's he's not perfect, but like he's he's a serviceable nickel corner and, and he's he's a young player who should be getting better too, you know? Um so I think it's just it's I think it's time to just play Darnay Holmes. I don't know what I understood them wanting to play pre more pressed man, but at some point Darnay Holmes is your best corner, your is your third best corner on this team. So Darnay yeah. Holmes should play. And especially instead of playing like Jabril Peppers at slot corner.
2: Yeah, and like we talked about, there there were literally three better options that you had at safety who are better slot corner options than Jabril Peppers. Like all three of them had like slot corner experience in some capacity in their careers and collision careers rather than Jabril Peppers. Yet it was Peppers that was going up against Cooper Cup, so that just made little sense. That's something I I, I don't was want the to first see. First,
1: Patrick Graham. It's like I just don't like I. You know, there's there's things you might disagree with, but it's like I understand the thinking on it. That was the first time I was like, I don't understand what you are thinking on this. Yeah. And no one asked him about that on the beat, either. By the way, which is like, you get talk, you get to talk to him once. Why, why not talk about it like that? Um, Rule said he wants to run the ball, and this week we can move to the interview before, uh, after this. And I sure hope he does because they only average three point nine yards per attempt on the run. That's was- the same as the New York Giants, and that's with Daniel Jones bumping up the yards per carry for the Giants up. You know, where DJ's like one of like top five in yards per carry as a QB this year or or just in the league. Like, please, please run the ball 30 to 35 times versus us, especially when we know that our offense isn't going to score a lot of points. Like, I'm, I'm hoping the Panthers get back to running the ball.
2: Yeah, they don't really run it outside the tackles a ton. I mean, 20 percent, but that may change because teams have been trying to test the Giants in terms of running outside the tackles. They've only, you know, they average about 30% opposing teams do in terms of their directional rushing outside the tackles against the Giants. And like I said, the Panthers are around 20%. So um, I invite it too, because frankly, I just want to see how this Giants defense does, you know, against maybe a bad rushing offense. I want to see how they do against, you know, a a team that they should be able to beat. So
1: let's see. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you think the Giants might need some extra help getting up this week?
2: Oh, yeah. They they may need some extra help getting up. And I have a question for my puppy. We've never said his name. Nobody asked his name. I'm going to dox my puppy right now. His name is Mikey. Mikey, I have a question. Oh, you look very uncomfortable. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mikey. This dog is making me uncomfortable. It is. I could tell. I, it's been tough. I, I've been hanging in there like a trooper. I may, I'm a dogist.
1: I may... I, there's very few types of breeds of dogs I like, and I'm just not a fan of that type. Well, I have a question for. I know Mikey. I'm being really mean
2: right now. But... He, he, he can't hear you. Mikey, is Roman the best provider? Your dog's name is Mikey. Isn't yes? His name is Mikey. That's not a dog name. Mikey the Mickey. The Mickey is like a is the breed. So I have a question for him. You're not say say nothing. If Roman is the best provider and can help you the most with your ED, say nothing. There you go. I think that answers it. I think that answers it. So look, no one's perfect. Sometimes Bobby doesn't think. Especially some dog breeds. On I was just about to say, yeah. Especially because Bobby doesn't think some dogs are perfect. Even sometimes. The best batters in the world strike out with the bases loaded. Even sometimes, backup tight ends are signed for twelve million dollars and they don't do anything. But that's okay. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, like Mikey and I, he's sleeping in my bed tonight. If you feel like we're going to come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com/slash johnboy right now with Roman. You get a free online evaluation for an ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of the privacy of your home. A licensed U.S. healthcare provider. They will work with you and to find the best treatment plan. Oh, microphone's moving. Dog's falling. U.S. licensed healthcare provider will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoma.com slash and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Take care of it, puppy. You can't see him. He's he's on my lap right now. Go to GetRoman.com slash John Boy to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash John Boy. Get started now. Save $15 off your first month of treatment. And I certainly know when Mikey and I are spooning tonight, he's going to thank me that I got Roman. That's
1: just so (laughs) off-putting. Um. That's just Roman's so great, and you're so horrible. Um, that's that's a good. I'm gonna put that on the shirt. Uh, so, Getro, man, come save that dog's life, Getro, man uh, of of Roman. So that was that was wonderful. Now I see the dog peeking up. <laughs> what, Mikey? Mikey, put the headphones on the dog. Sure,
0: All right here.
2: Scared him.
1: <laughs> no, I had the microphone on mute. He couldn't hear me.
2: <laughs> he like jumped.
1: <laughs>
2: oh boy! All right, um, let's let's uh, let's get to this interview, shall we? All
1: right, we got Desmond Johnson of the Believe in Pan- Twenty Minute Interview, which is weird for us. All right, here it is, Desmond Johnson. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work, play fast, play fast. Whoa! Ah! All right, we're now welcome on of the Believe in Carolina Panthers Podcast. Desmond Johnson. Desmond, how you doing? Um you know f- at covering the Giants it's just kind of been bad all year besides one nice little win. And then the Panthers went 3 and 0 and now are at 3 and 3. So what's it, what's it like uh how's it how's it feel in Panthers land right now?
0: You would think the sky is falling if you if you went to any Panther uh social media group on Facebook like it, it's the end of the world get rid of Darnold get rid of Tepper get rid of Rule get rid of everybody and and I don't know what people's plan is if they do that but <laughs> uh, I think I think the Panther fan base got spoiled a little bit with the 3-0 start um, and now 0-3 in the past three games has kind of leveled that plane back down a bit so it's interesting to kind of see where the fan base is because there's a lot of different things going on in terms of uh, the Panthers name being out there for certain things that are happening around the league. Um, so it's interesting to say the least. So uh, I'm ready for them to get back out there on Sunday and just kind of get the the stench of losing to the Vikings the way that we did in uh, the Eagles the week prior and just kind of getting it out of there.
1: Yeah. I watched the end of that game and man, like, it was awesome, you know, in f- yeah. the fourth quarter drive and then losing it in overtime. Um, but, but I mean, not to get too, you know, this could be a 20 minute answer, but how did they go from the three and O Panthers? Like, Panthers are a real deal. And I, I like, you know, the Panthers were my surprise team of like pick of the year. Like, I, was, I think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs this year. How did they go from three and O to O and three? Is it like a regression of Sam Darnold, or, you know, maybe the defense wasn't like what, what, what has been like the biggest issues to drop them that down?
0: Honestly, I think injury had a lot to do with it. Um, while we've been relatively healthy uh our best offensive player Christian McCaffrey got hurt in that week three win against Houston hasn't played since he's now in IR he'll be out for another two weeks with a a hamstring injury and probably our best defensive player Shaq Thompson he's been out for the past uh couple weeks as well I think he got hurt the same game um versus Houston hurt his foot and the last time I checked it's not looking good for Shaq to play uh versus the Giants this Sunday but Shaq Shaq had literally come off his best game maybe of his career the week prior had an interception battered ball, a couple sacks, some hurries, uh, a bunch of tackles. He finally was kind of getting out of the shadow of Luke Kuechly and Thomas Davis uh, with them not being in the building anymore. He's probably the most tenured defensive player. He is the most tenured defensive player on the Panthers roster and the highest paid on the defensive side as well. So uh, not having him out there has hurt the defense. They've dropped from where they were the first three weeks of the season where they're basically a top two defensive unit. They've slipped a little bit since then with him being out. Uh, and teams are starting to block our front a lot better in terms of getting into the backfield. Uh, like Kirk Cousins, for example, with Minnesota, basically was getting the ball out two three step drops. He wasn't allowing Hassan Reddick and Ryan Burns to even sniff him or get close to him. Uh, I would imagine the Panthers are going to do some stuff with that and get that corrected. Uh, Sam Darnold, I, I don't know if it's regression or just or that Christian McCaffrey hides a lot of warts um, because. A lot of times these plays that you've seen Sam Darnold get sacked on or uh, he rushes a throw and there's an interception or whatever. A lot of times the first three weeks of the season, he didn't have to do that option because Christian McCaffrey standing in the flat wide open that can run another 20 yards, like coming out of the backfield. And you do that four or five, six times a game. All of a sudden you're throwing 75% and you've got 250 yards backed up, and it looks like you've been defeating, you know, the world. But in actuality, you've got a security blanket the best security blanket in the NFL called Christian McCaffrey with him being out. It's it's turned the Carolina offense into a more predictable offense where even the wide receivers, Robbie answered two weeks ago was complaining that uh, cornerbacks were sitting on his route. They knew where he was going and they never adjusted throughout the game. That was in the Eagles game. So I'm kind of looking more Matt rule came out and said, they're going to dedicate more to the run. This team isn't built to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. Uh, and be successful Uh, if you've got a good defense like they do just stick to the basics you know run the ball stop the run Uh, Chuba Hubbard has looked pretty good the past two weeks in particular the rookie that we drafted um, that was a former leader in college uh, rushing yards I I think that I think Carolina is still okay if somebody told me we're gonna be three and three after six games after the year we had last year I would probably would have took it I've been fine with that uh, I kind of picture them as a middle-of-the-road type team this year, and next year's the year when they can really take a step forward. But don't tell that to anybody in Carolina's front office because they're trying to go for it now with trades and uh, roster movement and things of that sort. So um, I think that it really what it come, boils down to is that some injuries to some key players kind of derailed this young team in the beginning. But hopefully Sunday is going to be uh, almost a new beginning, almost a new quarter for the Panthers to be able to move uh, forward and get back in the wind column.
1: I don't think anyone needs to listen to the rest of the show. Cause that just sounded like a perfect synopsis of, of what's going on with the Panthers <laughs> right now and what to expect.
0: Um, it's real no, down you, here in Carolina. Like, and people don't even want to. Use, people don't even want to hear that. The Carolina fan, we don't want to hear that. We need to trade McCaffrey. We need to do this and that. And it's wild <laughs> down here, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned Shaq Thompson probably not going
1: to play this week, and and you met, you said like the best player in the defense. I thought the same thing too when watching them early in the year. I know Brian Burns was getting the love. I was like, man, Shaq is flying around and infecting every level of the game, man. Whether it's coverage, rushing the passer, I mean, he looked really good. Um. Other guys that might be out, Terrace Marshall and Alex Erickson, what does it look like with them right now?
0: I haven't seen the latest yet for either. Uh, I'm not sure if Terrence is going to be back this week. Uh, Took a pretty hard hit uh, late in that Minnesota game. Uh, I believe they ruled him out with a concussion. Uh, So he's got to get through the concussion protocols, be able to get back on the field, sensitivity light, things like that. So I'm not sure exactly where he is. I haven't had a chance to check the injury report because Carolina started doing some stuff where – almost Patriot like where, you know, if a guy's hurt, you really don't get a good idea if he's going to play or not until you get to the weekend. So Terrence may play. Um, luckily for Carolina, they kind of are stacked at wide receiver right now. Shia Smith got into the game uh, last week, uh, the South Carolina product. They've got big plans for him. Um, I'd expect to see more of him if, uh, if Terrence can't go. Uh, But to be honest, I would imagine they're going to not rely on the passing game as much versus the giants. I think they're really going to rededicate themselves to the run game. According to head coach, Matt rule earlier this week in his press conferences, uh, they're looking to run the ball 30, 35 times a game, which is kind of where I wanted them at to begin with. Uh, I think Sam, he's not the type of quarterback that can elevate other players. I think we've gotten to that point where we've realized he's not that guy, but This might surprise you, Bobby, but uh, on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast the past couple of weeks, I've actually compared Sam Darnold to Troy Aikman uh, in terms of the type of quarterback he is. And it came from that Houston game that Troy was calling on NFL Network, where he mentioned he had met with Sam Darnold and liked his technique, liked his mechanics, liked a lot of things about him, his size and everything else. And it got me thinking, and I, I was a huge Cowboys fan back in the day, I started thinking about Troy Aikman. He's in the Hall of Fame, got a gold jacket and everything. But he, I think he only threw for more than like 23 touchdowns, like one season in his career. He threw for over 3,500 yards, like one season in his career. and was in 92, he was, for the most part, when you look at his stats, you're kind of like, how did he get in the Hall of Fame? Well, he's got three wings and he had people around him. He had the greatest rusher of all time in his backfield, Emmett Smith. He had Alvin Harper and Michael Irvin on the outside that could move the chains if needed. He had a great tight end in Jay Novacek. And he had one of the greatest offensive lines of all time in front of him (laughs) in the great wall of Dallas. So all Troy had to do was not turn the ball over and basically be an orchestrator of the offense. And that's kind of how I see Sam Darnold. He can't, he's not Pat Mahomes. He's not going to turn a Tyree kill into a Tyree kill or he's not Tom Brady, you know, like he's he's not that kind of quarterback, but I do think that he is young enough uh, to be molded into a Troy Aikman type of quarterback that can just efficiently run the offense not put the defense in in, in issues like he has the past two weeks with short fields and, and just be comfortable with the system that he's running. And right now I think he's pushing it too much. So um, I I think Carolina is going to be okay with the rededication to the run game. It should pull a lot away from Sam Darnold uh, and his responsibilities. He should not be out there throwing it 45 times a game. And if it's gotten to that point in the giants game, you guys might have a really good shot of of, uh, getting that second win. Second
1: win. That that I hate hearing that. Is- hey, we were there.
0: We've been there. I know. <laughs> um, is Gilmore gonna play? I think he came off pup list this week. He did. Um, they they are looking to try to get him in. Uh, I don't know how often he will play, but uh anytime you can get a former defensive player of the league uh to your rotation, it's gotta help uh in some sense. And I think uh Carolina's trying to build a Legion of Boom 2.0, I believe, in terms of what they're doing with the draft uh acquiring cj henderson a couple weeks back who was a top 10 draft pick just last year uh dante jackson's probably having his best season of his career uh in a contract year this year um jeremy chin was a great second round pick last year that uh probably should have got more votes for defensive rookie of the year than he did and now you add someone like stefan gilmore to the uh, to the mix i'm excited about getting all those guys at one time, uh, J.C. Horn, who, uh, by all accounts, I think he's out of his walking boot. He's trying to come back for the playoffs, which I love the sentiment that he's thinking that the Panthers play- are going to make the playoffs, so why not be ready to rock and roll when they do? Uh, it's an abundance of talent in the secondary. Um, they, When they're all healthy and they're all out there, they're going to cause problems for whoever uh, is trying to throw the ball on them. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it sucks because I, I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know when the future is. I don't know when they're going to have them all playing healthy together. I don't know if it's this season. I I just don't know. So uh we're keeping an eye on that. But yeah, Gilmore, I believe he's gonna get in the game. He's gonna get some snaps. Uh, he might get more snaps than he expects. Uh but by from what I've seen, uh they are kind of pushing to get him on the field on Sunday for the first time in a while, actually. Right. So I mean you talked to you know we know I don't need to ask you about,
1: you know, Brian Burns and, and Reddick. I mean, for one, the Giants Reddick had five sacks versus the Giants last year, and our tackles will make any edge look good. So I yeah, I don't need to ask you about that's that. good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's uh Andrew Thomas was playing really well and then he he's on IR. So now it's like okay, oh, now man. you know we before Andrew Thomas got hurt, we were debating about which bad tackle to play, and that's Nate Solder, the old one, and then Matt Parrott, the second year guy. And now hmm. it's like, all right, well now we get to see both, which is not as fun. It's Fantastic. you know, the start Matt Parrot movement <laughs> isn't as fun as it was a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah. It's we know always D- fun in games
1: until they actually get in the game and you're like, ah oh. <laughs> Yeah. We know DJ Moore is good. So you mentioned, you know, the Panthers want to get back to the running game. You know, I saw that Matt Rule quote earlier this week too. With uh Chuba Hubbard, I see him at, you know, I just look at the stat book, less than four yards a pop, but at the same time so is McCaffrey. Is there like a do you see a significant drop off? Obviously you do, but maybe just focusing just on the run game and not necessarily the receiving game. Or is it like they just can't block up front right now for the run game?
0: You know, sadly, I think the Panthers' issue is pass blocking. I think run blocking, they're actually okay. It's just that the Panthers don't dedicate themselves to running the ball, um, th- which I hope is going to be different starting Sunday. But, uh, you know, you can't really work yourself up into a lather as a running back if you're getting the ball like every six or seven plays or whatnot uh McCaffrey's different because he's such an asset in the passing game um he's such a security blanket for whoever's back there it was the same for Teddy Bridgewater last year and it was the same for Cam Newton before uh Teddy and Sam were here where when you know you've got a guy like Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield he's great on uh blitz protection he's great in terms of moving the chains uh in space if you get him in space one-on-one against a linebacker barbecue chicken like there's nobody in the league that can cover cmc one-on-one like that uh coming out he runs routes as well as a wide receiver does and uh some actually maybe better than a lot of the wide receivers in the league which is why the panthers gave him that bag and you know gave him the extension last year which kicks in this upcoming year and a a lot of people think that mccaffrey's quote-unquote injury prone or prone or whatever he was never hurt until last year and this hamstring injury, I really chalk it up to the fact that they had a short week and had to play on a Thursday night after playing you know, four days prior on Sunday uh, and then having to travel across country to Houston to play, I think it was more along the lines of that than anything else. I think McCaffrey is going to be just fine. But uh, to your original question about running the ball, I- I've seen parts of games where the Panthers have dedicated that drive to running the ball and they're able to get chunks of yardage being really creative. They do miss Curtis Samuel, uh, who they let go in free agency. Uh, He's now with the Washington football team. And when McCaffrey got hurt last year, he picked up a lot of the rushing slack with jet sweeps and just direct handoffs and things like that. I don't know if they have a a guy like that on the roster right now. They've tried some of that with DJ Moore. Uh, They might try it with Shot Smith a little bit. But um, I think Hubbard is more than adequate to be able to hold on to or to hold up the rushing game while McCaffrey is out. Uh, they did, uh, they do have Royce Freeman who'll get some snaps as well. Uh, I thought i had saw that they had signed, uh, the running back from Minnesota, uh, Abdullah Mir Abdullah, uh, yeah. I actually I wanted the
1: Giants to grab him. The he doesn't get any carries, but every time he does, he gets like 10 yards of pop. It's, he's, yeah. he's a fun player to
0: watch. And he was, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he go to like uh, Nebraska or something? Yeah, place? Nebraska kid. And yeah. What, wasn't he like a top like college rusher too? Like, didn't he lead the, the country in rushing yards or something? I, that name seems familiar to me. I'm, I'm not sure, time. but I remember
1: he was really good at Nebraska. And, and, you know, the Giants were searching for a backup running back this year. And I think the last two years, I Mir mean, Abdullah was on like my, my want list because he. he he makes big plays, but he only gets like you know a carry every a other game. Carries, with the way Minnesota yeah. runs, Cook well, and, I, um, Madison.
0: I think they're gonna they're gonna try to work him a little bit here, combo with him and 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 Hubbard. Uh, and I like the fact that Rule is kind of reaching into his um, his college coaching memory of guys that maybe you know gashed him that maybe aren't getting enough reps in the NFL right now that could use a home and uh i like what carolina is doing overall i'm able to kind of zoom out and see the big picture of what's happening as opposed to micromanaging week to week uh emotions on why did they do this why didn't they do that what's going on here and there i think they're on the right track um and that's the key but it's a what have you done for me lately league and carolina needs a win right now so i'm hoping that uh this game versus the Giants is is, is a a wake up call for the Panthers to kind of find an identity. We really don't know what they are. Um, We don't know if they're a passing team a rushing team, if they're a defensive led team, like they haven't really put their foot down on anything yet. And rule kind of addressed that this week in his press conferences, that they really need to decide what their identity is without McCaffrey. And I think this week will be the start of them trying to figure that out.
1: Right. So I said, that was the last thing. This is the last thing. Giants fans want Panthers fans to join in on the fire. Dave Gettleman chants in MetLife this week. Ah, so Do you guys know? have
0: arrived there. Yeah, yeah. Are
1: they are are Panthers fans as as uh, <laughs> mad at him as Giants fans are now?
0: Not anymore. Uh, well, probably maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're probably still mad at him because uh, I think a lot of people when the Panthers had that 2015 season that that magical run uh, that should have ended in a Super Bowl victory. I think a lot of people gave Dave credit, Dave Gettleman a lot of credit for that. But to be honest, when you look at that roster, Marty Herney really built that roster. Dave Gettleman just kind of kind of cleaned the fringes of it. Like uh, he cleaned the whole wide receiver room out. You know, stop me if you've heard this before in New York. He's, he cleaned out whole like position groups and replaced them with like dudes off the street that, you know, would come in on a Wednesday and be starting on Sunday. Uh, he was very frugal when it came to re upping star players. He didn't really. Understand the culture of the team. So, like, you know, shipping somebody like Steve Smith off really irritated the fan base. Um, just like I'm sure shipping off Odell Beckham Jr. probably, you know, irritated a lot of the Giant fan base. Um, but that's kind of the way he is. He feels like wide receiver isn't as important, secondary isn't as important. He loves his hog mollies. He likes to go after, you know, offensive and defensive linemen. Even if they don't pan out, he'll go and, you know, get a bunch of them and bring them in and and kind of work it from there but in the end he kind of rubs people the wrong way uh by the time he's leaving a place didn't have a lot of people skills and I think that was the one problem that we had here in Carolina where it just felt like he didn't really uh he didn't really connect with the fan base and as a general manager I don't think you have to do that but for the the names that he was threatening to cut or not extend or trade it away or whatever the case may be he really damaged his reputation here, and it sounds like he's doing it in New York uh, right now. Uh, I wish I had something better to tell you, but I don't think it's going to end. Well, well, I will say the one Dave thing Gellman, I do but... like
1: about him is his, pers- like his press conferences are much watched, must watch TV every time. Oh gosh, he's, he's just his one liners. <laughs> now some people hate that. I it's, it's like the one. So one thing I will miss about Dave Gaddamman is his press conferences because what you know whoever comes in next will be probably pretty boring but all you know. that
0: how, how, how long do you think you got i mean it sounds like you guys are, are at the point we were like around 2017 2018 where it's like is, he kind of grown thin he's definitely uh, gone i mean it's year
1: four and they're one and five you know you could yeah. keep i don't even know i don't need to go into details on that and they just spent a ton of money um the question right now is do they wait till the season's over or do it mid-season so that's that's why giants fans want panthers fans to join in on the on the fire day of Gettleman (laughs) champs. Get
0: some (laughs) moral support or something. Hey, when we let him go, it wasn't at the end of the year. We let him go mid-season, too, if I'm not mistaken, or towards the end of the season. Right
1: before the season.
0: Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Yeah, like, they they let him stick around for the draft and some other stuff, and then right before the season began, uh, they let him go and brought back in Marty Herney for a bit. And uh, Marty was here last year, and then finally uh, David Tepper brought in uh, Scott Fitterer, so it was finally his hire as opposed to somebody that had been in the Panther fan base or the Panther uh, front office before, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I would probably get away from Dave as quickly as possible. So you can start the build a little bit. I, I never understood drafting Daniel Jones as high as he did. Uh, Cause he was probably going to be there at 16 or 20 or, or wherever it may be. And for him to move up in the top 10 to go get him, I just felt like it was such like a, a desperate reach to go get a guy that he liked. That I think it, the
1: most malign moves by Gelman are the ones that are actually kind of, Good, you know, like 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 Daniel Jones obviously is splitting. He hasn't, but like before this past game, Daniel Jones was playing really well this season. Yeah, and it was so frustrating. It's like we're freaking one and four, and Daniel Jones is playing like Andrew Thomas. And was yeah. Very criticized yeah. because of the way the other rookie tackles played last year, and he had been balling. Now he's hurt. To- I mean, Tony people were calling Tony a bust before he played a game, and now he's everyone's favorite player. It's the and and you mentioned the Odell trade. Everyone was pissed. Now they didn't get what they got back. Hasn't really panned out. But like if you look at it in a vacuum, like okay, that was like it's the most malign moves that are like the ones that people aren't mad at Dave at. It's like everything else has been has yeah. been bad around it. Just kind of the way I mean they have no edge presence. I mean, it's you know, it's unusual
0: for a Giants like, team. Yeah, I grew up on, you know, LT and uh zero. Michael Strahan, all that kind of like it's it's weird to not see a Giants defense that doesn't have somebody on the edge they can get there i put out a tweet
1: their second and third guys on the edge their number one right now would be aziz Ojalari, the rookie they have uh they both have the same amount of sacks and qb hits as our backup nickel corner right now so wow. which is zero wow. sacks and one qb hit um
0: <laughs> well, i have so. mixed feelings about it because now you know with us seeing you guys that that could go one of two ways either either we we get you know, our groove back or you guys get your groove back because you're seeing us. So it's kind of one of those weird situations where uh, something's got to give. We <laughs> might win, but I don't think we're getting any uh, groove back for the, <laughs> the,
1: for the season <laughs> over. Desmond, I appreciate you giving us uh, your time. We'll make sure to tag you and everything. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk again next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure, man. Appreciate
1: you having me on. Thank you. No holds bad. He, was, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity... NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Like, that dog is hungry for food? DraftKings Sportsbook, because Justin starves it. An official sports betting partner of the NFL has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their games. And if they do, $200 in free bets. Bam, bam. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, Bobby Skinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Wow. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars. Not millions of doll hairs, millions of dollars. And total prizes with their first deposit. Just too good to be true. But it is true. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win... You win with promo code John Boyd this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5.00 deposit and $1.00 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. So DraftKings. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling Paul. call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You could do both in Indiana, by the way, I guess now. All right, we now welcome on... um. The fourth member of the show,
3: dumbass Danny. Danny, you got any dumbass weather? I mean, I think the dog, chances to take my spot. I mean, look, look how professional he is. Silent. It's beautiful. The dog's doing a great job over there. By the I way, I agree. And see, that dog looks like a girl, but it's a boy. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. This is. Come on. Twenty twenty one. Let's 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 get let's get with the time. <laughs> uh, the weather for Sunday at MedLife, Justin. because I know you're gonna be there in misery, but you're gonna have fun because no one cares about the Giants anymore. You're just there for football. It's gonna be fifty nine degrees. Mostly cloudy. It's basically going to be like that throughout the entire game. It's just going to be nice weather. You're not going to be sweating. You, so you won't be sweating while watching a terrible football team play. So there's nothing wrong with that, you know?
1: I'll be honest. I was reading the chat. I didn't hear what you said. It's going to be great weather. I mean,
3: yeah, it doesn't matter to you because, I mean, you're in Florida. I the mean, weather
1: has been nice this past week. W- well, what is it down there, like 90? Like No, like highs of 80. Oh, look at that. Florida. Like right now it's 530. Coming it's 82 much. degrees. Um, so I guess highs at 85, but it's, it's been, it's been pretty, um, it's pretty, been pretty nice. It's rather um, nice.
3: So MetLife, we're in MetLife. Sam Darnold returns to MetLife, underrated storyline, which returned really to MetLife. Cool. We couldn't get the Odell return to MetLife, so we got the Sam Darnold return to MetLife.
2: Let's well, see, so he's returning, uh, it, isn't he returning to it for the second time?
3: No, they, they played. played, they played the Jets at home. Got it. They play the Jets at home. Justin, I feel like you might be able to get this trivia question. I'm putting you. I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. Sure. So we'll see if you're able to get it done here. All right, so Giants traveled to Carolina back on December 10th, 2006. I don't remember that game because I wasn't in the football at that time. And they won by a final score of 27 to 13. A Giants player had two interceptions on that game. Can you name the player? What year? 2006. Sheesh. Um. He was a defensive back. We'll, we'll make that. Away, like it was lying. Will work. Allen, thing crazy. Will Allen. Guessing that's not um, it. You have a guess. I'm gonna say. Corey Webster. It was neither of those. I didn't know who this guy was. It was Jabril Wilson. Oh, I well, he's Jabril a... Wilson. Oh, wow. See,
2: you cheated. You led me to believe <laughs> that it was a corner. Jabril Wilson is a free safety.
3: Mm. He's g- k- a the back. I said defensive back. I feel eh, like that's fair. I, I, I think that's. I think
2: that's. I, I'm putting an asterisk on the results mm, of this year in terms of if we get it
3: right or wrong. Uh, just quick information: He was drafted with the hundred thirty six overall pick, of the 2004 NFL Draft. He played four seasons with the Giants before playing with three other teams: Oakland, Miami, and Cincinnati. I love Jabril, Wilson. Jabril
2: Wilson. Very hard hitter. I love them.
3: Someone
1: guessed some, uh, Sam Madison, who I was I was, I was, was very hyped when the Giants signed Sam Madison. I don't
2: think he was here until 07, I think, so I don't, I don't think he was on the team yet. Right. Will Allen probably wasn't even on the team in 06 either. So. I just wanted to say I like Sam Sam Madison. Um, all right,
1: fantasy draft. Justin will be picking first this week. He's in last place with 188 points, but Neither. he had a decent outing last week with 44 points. He's back 91. Um. I'll be picking second and first place. I finished last place last week, but it was, still wasn't a bad perform Like a 30-point last place performance from me last week is like, if you want to finish in last, that's how you want to do it. I'm at 279.6. And then Danny's in second at 249.7, so he's 30 points back. He We're had a 50-point ad- outing last week in, fir- in first place. he you are back, baby. He'll be picking. You're back in second place still. Um <laughs> I, but I'm rooting for it. Like I'll be honest, it's not as fun when you're on top. The chase is a lot more. It's you know like the dog chasing the the car. It's like I've I've gotten the car now. I don't know what to do. Justin, you're
2: picking first. Who are you going? I think this is very very easy, very very simple. I need more points, so give me DJ Moore. Um, he's the tenth ranked fantasy wide receiver right now. Um, he oh, has been he has been killing it and dominating for Carolina so far this year, and especially without Christian McCaffrey, he is that primary go-to on the Carolina offense it's simple give me DJ Moore
1: yeah DJ Moore has been huge for me in fantasy football this year um so he was he was first in my big board so I'm battling between two players but since it's PPR and everyone else is out I'm gonna go Sterling Shepard you know even in last week do you think Sterling Shepard had a big day no but he had 10 catches for 76 yards like you know so Shep is a safe bet. Him being on the injury report scares me. You know, because I could get zero points out of, but uh, he is limited. He's limited, not DNP. So I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with Shep and just hope he plays.
3: No problem a little Shep pick. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to back, obviously, because that's the point. That's the rules of the draft here. I'm gonna take Chuba Hubbard with my first pick. The Giants' front defense is not that good, and I think Chuba Hubbard can have today. I know DJ Moore is the more focal point of that offense, but Chuba Hubbard's gonna to get touches, and I think I'll get some good points there. I was hoping you were gonna be dumb and not pick him. I, I like I know like that's like the fall press Like, all right, so what dumb pick is Danny gonna make right now? It's not happening yet. See, because I not, thought, like
1: I thought about picking Chuba Hubbard second, but I was like, maybe D- Danny won't pass on Shepard. Maybe he'll pass on Hubbard. But Shep was big on my big board
3: ahead of Hubbard, anyways. Yeah, I probably wasn't going to take Shep anyway. And then with my next pick, I am going to take Devontae Booker. I'm taking both running backs. Give them to me right now. Panthers run defense, what it ranks. Where is that right there? 17th in the league. I mean, Devontae Booker, he got 10 points last week. I think he'll get me points, and especially with the unknowns of if Shepard will play. Uh, he will play, I'm assuming, and then Evan Ingram's calf injury. Just Devontae Booker is going to get carries. He might not get a lot of yards because his offensive the line's terrible,
1: but he'll get carries. So we went... My big board was DJ Moore one, Shep two, Hubbard three, and then Booker five. Um so close close to as chalk as you can get for the, the first four picks. So but I'm gonna take who's four on my big board. And I know this this scares me. This is actually a really like there's so like when we play Dallas, it's like man, this is this is a good week for fantasy football. You know, your last pick can get you fifteen to twenty points. This week, man, it's like your second pick might not get you points. Uh and I'm going Darius Slayton. Like, Slayton is a part of this offense even when Kenny Galladay was here, even when Saquon was here. With those guys gone, with Kadarius Toney gone, he's going to be a part of the offense. He could have a dud, but he also could have a a nice big game um, versus Carolina, especially with some of these two-man routes, and hopefully they're trying to take some shots. Probably not, but uh, he's at least going to catch some curls and stuff. So uh, I'm going to go Slayton after missing three games in a row. I'm going to – he's still
3: on the injury report, but I'm going Darius Slayton. With my second pick in the fifth overall. Yours are the most risky so far because I'm assuming Slade is going to play because I assumed last week Shepherd. Who knows? Because with that late injury pop up, but right now, I say you're rocking the riskiest so far. Justin, you got back-to-back picks.
2: Are These my final two picks. No, no, I really don't want to. I really don't want to risk it though. All right, I'm going to go Robbie Anderson with my first pick. Um. Had a, wow. He's had he's had two. What did you say?
1: I was gonna. I said, "Wow, my
2: it's through two rounds, my top six on the big board are gone." There you, you go. Guys are, you guys are starting
1: to learn from me.
2: He had um. He he's had two eleven target games so far, but in those eleven target games, he had five catches. And then last week against Minnesota, he had three catches, only for eleven yards, but a touchdown. So he gets a lot of targets. I mean, who knows? This may be Robbie Anderson's get right game, and I'm gonna do this. I know what you're going to do. I know exactly what you're about to do. What am I going to do? Who am I going to pick right now? Is he
1: a golden domer?
2: Oh, he's a golden domer. He was my gotta-have-it player from this draft season. Give me backup tight end Tommy Trumbull. That could be a bad pick, but we know the whole backup tight end thing in fantasy against the Giants this year. Tommy Trumbull's a guy that I really, really like. So, even though it's not my last pick, I couldn't risk him being picked before I was up again. Give me Tommy Trimble. He was 12th on my big
1: board. You just took him 7th. Hey. But there, but the backup tight end thing is real. He has four touches this year, two touchdowns. Um, Come on. So, Tommy Trimble, maybe the backup thing goes through. All right, so... <clears throat> I'm going Ian Thomas. Now, I put together my big board before... But Evan Ingram did not participate in practice, you know, with a calf injury. So I'm gonna go Ian Thomas, the Panthers starting tight end. Um, and I'm not taking Evan Ingram because of that injury. Um so Ian Ian Thomas. I remember when I was doing some like end of twenty eight uh eighteen Evan Ingram stats, Ian Thomas was like right there with him, like at like top of the league of of like yards per game and stuff. He ha- he has he's only averaged twenty yards per game this year, but I'm still, you know,
3: it's it's better than what's left on the board. Man, oh man, this is just really bad territory. I'm gonna take Dante Pettis. Um injuries at wide receiver, he had nine points last week. Maybe nine not, not
1: even on the roster.
3: Not oh, even on the roster? well, don't put that down. I just changed my mind midways for as you said. No, that. what no, I'm no, saying no, is he's gonna be he's gonna he's, go gonna, he's gonna be activated to the yeah, roster. It's Dante please. Pettis. Give me Dante Pettis. You give me you, maybe second guess myself right there. You're trying to play strategy on I me, mean, that's smart. <laughs> and then man, after this, where do we go from here? Um you know what? For the fun of it, I'm going to take your good old pal, Kyle Rudolph. For the fun of it, because Evan Ingram's on the injury report. he's like, might like get targets and probably I, drop all of them. I was thinking Kyle, Kyle Rudolph was last on my
1: big board. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At least 11, he's on the big 12, board. Look 13, 14, 15, 16. He is 17th on my big board. I put everyone who's available on the big board. So, I mean, there, there's 12 slots, and I had him 17th. So it's my last picks. So I don't need to hide anything.
3: There's no one left.
1: Part of me wants are. to just take Evan Ingram, but I'm not. Um Do it. the smart pick would be taking Royce Freeman, their backup running back, because they want to run. The gambler in me wants to go Shy Smith, because Shy Smith played his first game last week, and I kind of love Shy Smith in the draft stuff. And he, like he's a weapon and they, you know, they have, you know, Terrace Marshall's hurt. Um the, I forget the one wide receivers, uh, the white dudes he's are Dickers, Eric's uh Erickson's hurt. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go smart and I'm gonna go Royce Freeman. I mean Matt Rule said he wants to run the ball thirty to thirty five times. It's not gonna be all Chuba Hubbard with those carries. So I'm gonna take the smart bet and go Royce Freeman. Justin, finish it off.
2: Because I haven't picked a giant yet, give me Colin Johnson. Oh, over John Ross. How about that? Well, I, I don't think he's gonna play. I think he's hurt, so. Yeah, he practiced yeah, that's true.
1: So Evan Ingram left off the board. So everything left cast. off the board. Shy Smith, John Ross, yeah, Marshall and Erickson are could play, but they might not. So I was understanding why you wouldn't take any of them. Yeah, really bad week for for the fantasy draft. So Justin, to recap, has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Tommy Turnbull, and Colin Johnson. I have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Ian Thomas, and Royce Freeman. Danny has Tuba Hubbard, Devontae Booker, Dante Pettis, and Kyle Rudolph. All right, gonna be uh, an interesting week, Justin. You get the first pick at Giant Factor this week.
2: Yeah. Giant Factor. Very simple. Just thought of it. I got really mad at Tay Crowder last week when I was in the stands. You know, on a reaction episode, didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Made some good plays, but made a lot of bad plays. And, you know, sure, you know, maybe it's on Patrick Graham a little bit for leaving him one-on-one on the outside with, Running backs, and he's allowed two very big plays this year on the outside to running backs who have flanked out as out wide as wide receivers. But Tay Crowder has had some bad games. He put, he's put together some bad games. Maybe we shouldn't put this expectation on him, but I still think he can be a good young quality player for this football team. You're playing against the unit and an offensive unit that isn't running the ball very successfully this year, but they want to try and do it this game. Go out there, be an athlete, play loose, play with your athleticism, play like you're comfortable, make some plays in the run game, make some plays in the passing game. Just be an athlete. Like I said, you're my giant factor today. You've had some bad games. Go out there, have a better game this Sunday.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Danny Behan said Arch tableton's chair is your giant factor of the week.
2: That is that is true. Um I still do not have that in my possession. Um can't
3: make bad. Gotta get the chair back.
2: I do.
1: Yeah, we we can't get snarky on the show for giant factors. Like the the, the, the giant the Saturday Giant Factor tweet has become very snarky. We can't we can't do that on the show yet. This, I'm going James Bradbury. Playing against his former team. Oh yeah. And I know I just took Danny's because he just, the, the reaction I just saw on his camera. But I'm going. So you start thinking right now, Danny King. I'm going James Bradbury. We talked about before. They are a, they are a DJ Moore offense. He averages 85 yards per game. The next closest is Robbie Anderson averaging 31 yards per game. DJ Moore is their offense, and Sam Darnold is their quarterback who throws interceptions. He's you know top five in the league of interceptions thrown this year with seven. So he's going to take some risks. And, you know I was watching their offense. They. Donald, he likes to take chances still, and, and obviously shows up in the numbers. Bradbury, you've had dropped interceptions. Now you've had two regular interceptions, but you've had dropped interceptions this year. We need you to come up with something. One, slow down DJ Moore, and get us a turnover. Put you know maybe maybe we get the ball at the twenty, and that's how you end up winning a game like this versus a really good defense. So put our, you know, maybe get two interceptions. Why not, James Bradbury? You can really get people back on your side with a big performance this week so i'm going james bradbury with my giant factor of the week versus the carolina panthers in week seven danny have i stalled enough for you to figure out your giant factor
3: you have stalled enough for me i decided to stick with the secondary i was like do i want to go logan ryan after it seemed like him and bradbury kind of gave up on that play but that was the only reason why i would have went with logan ryan so i decided not to this week i'm gonna go Dory jackson He hasn't been anything, in my opinion, special. Like, you look at his, like, target and reception numbers, he usually gets beat up a lot by these opposing teams last week. Oh, no, two weeks ago, he was targeted eight times, and he allowed six receptions. And Dory Jackson hasn't been anything special. We were promised that we would be getting... That's Justin's MVP of the D. Really? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I've been looking at it wrong, but Dory Jackson, come on, let's. I feel like this is, could be a potential for a Robbie Anderson breakout game. You're going to need to slow him down, and James Bradbury, I need to be able to slow down DJ Moore. Just a Dory Jackson, get the job done, please let's just keep this de- offense somewhat neutralized, because this could be a game, like, yes, the Panthers are struggling, but they could easily just break out and drop, like, 30 points on us if they so chose. So, like, Adore, this, this really, this whole Giants factor is, like, defense, but I think Adore Jax is my main Yeah,
1: Giants we all went defense. Weeks. Who would be in, like, let's, let's put together our heads for one offensive giant factor.
2: Darius Slayton missed the last few games, possibly coming yeah. back. A lot of people are talking a lot about Kadarius Toney, wanting to take some snaps away like Slayton would be the guy that you would want to take the snaps away from. So go out there, make a big play, and get fans on your side again.
1: Yeah. Slayton would need a nice big, big double. game to get fans on his side. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good pick. All right. Spread picks. Listeners went three and five last week. They're at twenty two and twenty five. We're represented by Rahul Bahaj this week. Justin is in last place, He was just putting together bad week after bad week. He went two and six last week, is eighteen and twenty nine. I am in second at 28 and 19, 5 and 3 last week. And then Danny had a 6 and 2 week last week. Danny's been killing it in, in the spread picks. He's 30 and 17. First game of the week. We've got another Pat Shermer versus former QB game. We got Broncos at Browns. Case Keenum Thursday Night Football starting for the Browns. Browns are 1.5 point favorites at home. Listeners are going
3: Broncos plus 1.5. Danny, you're in first, so you get
1: to pick the first pick on this one.
3: I've learned these past few weeks that. Anyone can do what I'm doing and just correctly pick a team to cover the spread or and win their game. So it's pretty much that simple. Anyone can do except it, but man. I have the sunglasses on, yeah, except Justin. He's kind of struggling over there. I lost the Bills game because of Justin. I want to make that perfectly clear. He picked the Bills last second, and they lost. That so is true, blame Justin but that just that.
2: reveals my genius. It reveals my genius because you know anything that I pick, you should pick the
3: opposite. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and I got caught lacking right there. I'll give me the Broncos plus one and a half. I think this is a the game they'll end up winning the browns are beat up they might not have obj but it seems like they might who knows but they, they have case keenum and pat Shermer knows him well he's the reason for his success OBJ sucks
1: anyways um <laughs> i'm on a, like a big trash obj toward the last couple of weeks um just because i don't i don't like him. i'm going broncos plus one and a half two. case keenum out um now the broncos are, are banged up at wide receiver too but I, I just got a feeling i got a feeling the broncos are going to win this game Justin who do you got
2: yeah they showed a little fight a little bit of fight towards the end of that Raiders game um Broncos plus one and a half I'm still a Broncos believer I'm I'm rooting for them to be good and that's what Mikey just told me to do so
1: wow Mikey um so I we'll, we'll see what Mikey's record ends up being all right we got Chiefs at Titans which I think is the game of the week Titans uh plus five and a half at home I'm kind of all, I'm I'm back in on the Titans. You know, they kind of had, a, they lost to the Jets, but that win on Monday Night Football versus the Bills was beautiful. And I had to take this off season that I was like, I don't think the Titans are the second best team in the AFC, but I think the Titans are the best team equipped to beat the Chiefs. Like, I just feel like the Titans are, are a team that will beat the Chiefs every year they play. Um, so I'm going Titans plus five and a half at home. Listeners are also going Titans plus five and a half. Justin, who do you got?
2: I don't know, because the Titans don't have the same defense that they did, Um, and this may be a game where Ryan Tannehill has to throw early, Um, but I'm still going to go Titans plus 5.5 because that's that's a line that – it's one of those lines that doesn't – I don't know. It may make sense, but that's such a massive spread for two good teams, so I'm going to go Titans plus 5.5. Plus, Mahomes has been throwing some interceptions, and balls have been going off wide receivers' hands, and they've been finding defenders too, so maybe that can happen
3: again this weekend. Danny Boy King. I I was kind of leaning towards the Chiefs, but your guys' argument swayed me enough to bring me on board the Titans. That was a good win for them on Monday night, so give me the Titans. So we've all agreed on the first two picks. That's not good for you guys.
1: Boring. Washington at the Pack. There's not a lot of good games this week, so we're going to get some stinkers in here. Washington at Packers. Packers minus 7.5 at home. Justin, who do you have in this one? Washington plus 7.5.
2: With no explanation. I'd also have Washington plus oh, seven and a damn. half.
3: I was hoping I, we would be different. <laughs> I just feel like they're going to win score a touchdown. Danny, who do you have? Oh my God, guys, no way. I, I have the Packers minus seven and a half, Right, then we just gave one.
2: that game to Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Listeners guys. also went Packers.
1: Falcons at Dolphins. Do you guys think the Sean Watson trade is actually happening?
3: No. No. <laughs> there's no shot because like i feel like it is the moment he steps on the field they're going to suspend him instantaneously it feels
1: like well they may not want him for this year they might want him for the future and supposedly the 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 texans want to wait as long as they could towards the trade deadline to keep that pick bad so uh dolphins are are uh falcons are actually favored by
3: two and a half on the road which i was surprised at that spread danny who do you got Falcons, they beat the Jets over in London. Uh, Dolphins lost in London, so based on my calculations, the Falcons will win this game. Give me the Falcons m- minus two and a half.
1: That was actually my explanation too, so it's was like, I don't know. It's just I've seen, I've watched both these two teams the past two weeks and the Falcons look better, so I'm going Falcons as well. Listeners are going Falcons. Justin, are you going Falcons?
2: Yes.
3: Yes, I am. Uh, that's so unfortunate.
1: Big ol' agree week. Um, here we go. We got the Jared Goff revenge game. We got lions at Rams. Rams are 15 point favorites at home. I'm going lions. I believe in revenge. I believe in the mental makeup of Jared Goff wanting to get revenge. His coach called him out this week. They're Oh, and six. So I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover a 15 point spread. I am going lions plus 15. Danny, who do you have in this
3: one? See, but it also feels like the Jared Goff revenge game might work against him because he might make some stupid decisions. But with that said, I will be agreeing with you, Bobby. I am going with the Lions. To, there's no way. I feel, I find it hard to believe they're going to lose by 15 because the Lions are, they're bad. But, like, they've played hard in some games. And this could be another one of those games where they just play hard and keep it, not. I don't want to say close, but, like, it's not like a complete blowout like what the Rams went did last week to us. The listeners are going Rams. Justin, are you who are you siding with?
1: Your co hosts or the or the listeners? I'm siding with the listeners. Rams minus fifteen. Bengals at Ravens, which might be the second best game of the week. Uh, Ravens are favored by six and a half at home. Listeners went Bengals plus six and a half. Justin, what are you going?
2: Hmm, I love the Bengals. Also love Lamar Jackson. I think this may be a little bit of a letdown for the Bengals. So give me Ravens minus six and a half. Danny
3: Bengals are there. They're fun. They are a fun team to watch. Unfortunately, they're on at one o'clock same time. The giants are on pretty much every Sunday. Now I'll uh, give me the Bengals plus six and a half there. I feel like they can get it done. Except Joe Burrow might not be able to speak and call out, uh, coverages at the line of scrimmage.
1: I think the Ravens know that the Bengals are getting a lot of hype right now. And the Ravens are a very like raw, raw team. Um, the the ravens know the ravens know that the Bengals are are you know our team that everyone's starting to like and they're like this is still our division i'm going ravens minus minus six and a half. we got the bears at the bucks bucks minus 12 and a half at home the biggest age gap between starting qbs in nfl history at 22 years um i was on the bears all last year i'm going the bears plus 12 and a half in this one <laughs> Justin, what about you?
2: Bucks 12.5. Give me all the big spreads this week, besides the
3: Chiefs-Titans one, of course. Listeners are going Bears with me. Danny, who are you going with? I am going Bears with you as well, because the Bears beat the Bucks by one last year, and this is pretty much the same Bucks team and the Bears. I don't think they, they got Justin Fields. Maybe he could be fun. I think the Bears can keep this one close.
1: Yeah, but you forget that Nick Foles owns mm, Tom Brady. Yes. So that I had a
3: lot to do with it. Yes, the stepfather of Tom Brady.
1: Sunday Night Football. Colts at 49ers. 49ers favored by four at home. Justin, who do you got?
2: Colts plus four. I think Carson Wentz has been okay, which makes me mad. I know
1: we need the Colts to be worse so they can not play Carson Wentz or just Carson Wentz needs to get hurt. Yeah, so but he's been playing all right. First round pick doesn't turn that pick doesn't turn into a first rounder for the Eagles. But I but I do too. I think the 49ers are kind of you know they started out two and zero and now are two and four. I think they're heading down while the Colts have been a little better lately. So I'm
3: going Colts as well. Listeners are going 49ers. Danny, what are you going? love the Colts, getting some Sunday Night Football love. I am also going the Colts. I do feel like the 49ers are trending down. And if Carson West is playing halfway decent on two bad ankles, then I feel like he has a chance to beat the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I'm not I wasn't on the 49ers coming into this year like a lot of people were. Um, so I got close. All right. Let's finish it off. Danny, what is your score prediction for Panthers at Giants?
3: I know, Bobby, you said in the beginning of the show this could be a winnable game for the Giants, and it very well may be, but the Giants right now are a bad football team. I believed in them last week, and that's on me. The Giants are going to lose this game. It's unfortunate, but it's true. They won't lose as bad as they did last week. That was just another embarrassment, what they did, especially when they honored the Super Bowl Forty Six team. Giants are going to lose, I'm going to say, 24-10. to Carolina wins it.
1: Can I defend the Giants' ownership for a second? Oh, whoa. Everyone's like, "Why are we they throwing all these memories in our face? Why are they doing all this? They they're trying to distract us. They don't get the pick when the ten year anniversary of a Super Bowl is, people. Okay, yeah, like Eli Manning. It, it would have been last year if they had fans in the stand for Eli Manning, and they did wait too long on Strahan, but they realized like, hey, we can't retire Eli's number and just still leave Strahan waiting. Um, so that's that. It, you know, I, they 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 didn't do it to be like, we're gonna lose this year." Let's distract the fan, like like that doesn't distract the
3: fan base. Anyways, it's it's um, not like what Washington did with Sean Taylor when they just randomly threw it together. This has obviously been planned for months at this point. Yeah,
1: well, actually, the Taylor one supposedly was planned, and they just didn't let anyone know. Maybe you know, maybe it wasn't. They're idiots. Screw them. All right, Justin, what's your score prediction for this game?
2: Twenty six sixteen Panthers.
1: I thought about making this a two zero game, but I have to be angry for making it the two zero game. Like, I have to be really pissed off with the Giants. And it's like, I'm kind of just numb right now. You know? So, like, they have to do... Joe Judge has to do something that really pisses me off in a week to to pull it out. You know? And this would be a good week because there's a bunch of injuries. They are at a low point. They're 1-5. Um, But... uh, It's just been... It's been a quiet week after the loss. I think that has something to do with it, too. It needs to be a busy week where they piss me off really good. So... I'm going Giant 77, Panthers 0. If anyone asks, like, if we win, like, Bobby actually called this to be a win, you know, which was, which is fun. But, but here's, this is not a, I'm not giving you a pump up speech. So that kind of speaks to it a little bit, too, you know? Like, I'm not picking 2 0, but I'm not giving you some pump up, like, Giant 77, Panthers. Like, that's kind of died in me a little bit. So, Giant 77, Panthers 0. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Hopefully a victory Monday. Probably not. And see, this is depressing the way I'm ending these. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you Monday. Enjoy your weekend. But until then, let's go Big Blue.